Welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Heather Carano, Chair for USA Masters Diving. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Make sure you use our links, whether it's in our Instagram bio or our website, um, to get over to sidelinescout.com and get hooked up with Poolside Live at an absolute minimum. Again, I've said it so many different times, so many different ways. This is your video replay system. The controls are easy to use. And it's, uh, it's a diver's best friend and sometimes a coach's best friend to just look at specific parts, specific moments in time in each dive to uh, get all the corrections made so that we can get the best looking dives that we possibly can and uh, seek that ever elusive 10 from the judges. Um, and then also diving, uh, our diving 101 episode, it's number two of the diving pod. So make sure you get over there. That's just explaining the ins and outs of our sport how to score points, uh, the numbers, the letters, kind of our diving language. So again, that's episode two of the diving pod. And then um, just throwing it out there just for another piece for sideline scout is uh, Aaron and I just got access to, they have a new, not a new app, but a new feature. That is if you have an iPad, you can take it to a way meets, put it on a tripod, turn it on and it will have video playback. It will do poolside live for you. So you actually have a mobile poolside live now, which is awesome. We started playing with it um, at our home pool, and it's pretty cool. But um, once again, you guys will hear about Crossbar. Um, they were nice enough to partner with us and give us a website, divingpod.com. Um, we've been throwing up some articles. Uh, Aaron wrote one. Dylan Reed uh, from Pitt shared one this past week, which I think is really good. It's super easy to use. It's very easy to manage your registers or your members. Um, it's definitely geared more towards teams. So a club team, things like that. It is very easy to use. You can do billing from it. You can do team stores through it. It's pretty awesome. So go over to Crossbar or the Diving Pod, or excuse me, Diving Pod, not the Diving Pod, DivingPod.com and check it out. Um, but Heather, we're going to jump in here. Just kind of walk us through a book, movie, and TV recommendation. <laughs> Me, I really enjoy thrillers for books. Um, like some of my favorite authors are uh, Jeffrey Devers or John Sal. Um, movies, my absolute all-time favorite. It's an old one. It's a classic. It's The Silence of the Lambs. Because right. I really like uh, thriller kind of movies. And for TV shows, uh, kind of going along the same theme, I love crime dramas. So Criminal Minds, Bones, those kinds of shows. Awesome. Yeah, all right. And then... Um... Favorite food, favorite music, and maybe a fun fact that some may not know. Okay. Well, I absolutely love Chinese food. I don't get to eat it very much, but it's my favorite. Um, and as far as music, I honestly like just about everything there is from country to rock to ska to pop, you name it. Just my only thing is I don't really like angry boy music when they're screaming so loud you can't tell the lyrics. <laughs> That's fair. That's super fair. And as a fun fact about me, um, I'm actually allergic to tomatoes, but I married an Italian. That, <laughs> so how, how do you deal with that? Is it easy to spot? I mean, that's an interesting one. <laughs> um, well, luckily, I have a very supportive family and that they um, find ways and dishes to make that I will enjoy. Um, I love that. Uh, garlic. I love pesto. I love all of that stuff. Um, I just can't have bread sauces. All right, man, pizza. It's like my favorite thing ever. That, oh. You got to make it different, I guess. For sure. So take us through your diving journey, how you got to where you are now, and then also how you ended up being the chair for USA Masters Diving. 
Sure thing. Um, so I was actually a high level gymnast growing up um, and I went to LSU and I was a walk on there for gymnastics. Um, but when I was in college, I broke my elbow really badly and I had to spend a long time in a cast. And while I was in the cast, I grew five inches and I was 21, which made going back to gymnastics nearly impossible. So I met the diving coach at the time at LSU. His name was Scott Rich. And he said, would you like to try diving? And I said, absolutely. Sounds like fun. So I got started basically through that way. Um, and then uh, in recent years, I had become more involved in uh, USA Masters diving. I had done some fringe stuff in the very beginning. I'd helped with outfitting for international competitions for USA Masters diving. And then I started getting more involved in the back end stuff. And in the summer of 2022, I decided to go ahead and take advantage of my current schedule and the fact that I had the time to devote to it. And I ran to be chair of USA Masters diving. And I was elected at the USA Masters Summer National in 2022. That's really cool. You see, it sounds like you kind of got a later start to the diving world. What is it like for you now? Oh, absolutely. I started at 21. <laughs> so it's, uh, it was a little bit different. Um, with coming in with a gymnastics background, uh, I could flip. Um, the twisting is a little <clears throat> bit different, but it was the hardest thing for me was coming from landing on my feet to learning how to land on my head. Yeah. What would you say, I get this question all the time, specifically with twisters, what would you say is like the main difference? Because I have an answer in my head, but I want to hear it straight from <laughs> you who has done both. Well, in gymnastics, we twist over the shoulder and in diving, we need to connect a little bit more in front. Hmm. Yeah. I kind of describe to people, you're using the ground a little bit more to create torque and twist and gymnastics where in diving, it's a little bit more of your body, maybe a little later twisting action as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I, myself, we have a whole group full of friends uh, at St. Cloud state. We've all considered masters diving. How can people get involved with that? And where do you go to find all of the information? Well, we have a, actually a couple different avenues. Um, folks are always welcome to check out our social media accounts. We have um, a Facebook account and an Instagram account, which is USA Masters Diving. And we post up videos, we post up uh, information, um, just any kind of news that we can find. Um, we also have a website, which is mastersdiving.org, um, which has a lot of information on our upcoming national competitions, international competitions, past results, things like that. Um, and then in addition to that, we also have our email distribution and folks can get added to that email distribution by sending over an email to our master's leadership team at info at mastersdiving.org. Awesome. Awesome. So how does the training work for master's divers, divers to your knowledge? You know, do you find a large group? Do you join a club? Do you do it individually? Like what is the most common and what are the avenues they can pursue to find that training and uh, kind of just following up on what Aaron asked? Well, master's divers, um, there's a little bit less of us than the junior divers and uh, we are all spread out all over the country and basically all over the world. And so if you can have another master's to train with, that is wonderful. But like for me personally, I train with a bunch of, uh, 
junior divers and elite divers that are diving seniors right now. And a lot of times we just join into an existing practice that is already going on at the club. Awesome. I know I, uh, I always see Jerry Dunn just traveling all around the country and just like diving. Yeah. And I'm like, I, and, <laughs> I saw him at, and I saw him at nationals last year. And part of me wants to be like, what do you do that you're allowed to just like travel around and dive? Like he just seems like he's living his best life and I love it. Oh, absolutely. He's wonderful. And uh, well, another one too, we were at um, spring nationals out at WVU and Jeff Stabile got on the board. Mm. And I just remember watching him do some of these dives. He did like inward dive, full twist, back dive, mm -hmm. one and a half twist, like some of these crazy ones. And then he gets up on three meter and does a front two and a half pike. Like, I don't know <laughs> how old he is, but I'm 31 and there's zero chance I could do it as well as he did it. So like, it's incredibly impressive, at least what I would think is probably one of the highest levels of masters diving, how very, very good those divers are. Absolutely. And like Jeff is, he's six foot six. So really anybody of any body type can do masters diving. Yeah. Pretty dang cool. Um, so can a diver take part in masters diving if they're not like a, an accomplished diver or a junior diver or a college diver, like what opportunities are out there for somebody who wants to maybe even just get started at an older age? Absolutely. Like I started at 21. Um, and even our USA masters nationals, we offer a novice category. So we have mm -hmm. the main event, which is the specific age groups, um, which carries voluntary and optional dives. And then we have a novice event, which allows divers who are maybe just beginning or maybe have taken, taken a break or maybe are coming back from an injury um, and they were not able to fully recover in time where they could do jumps, lineups, um, any like combination of categories that they would like to perform um, and be able to take part in the event. So um, talk to us just a little bit about some of the other opportunities, national meets, international meets, how do you qualify for maybe nationals or international <laughs> meets? And, and I guess maybe even like, is there any funding that helps the divers that qualify for international meets to travel? How does all of that work to be able to compete at such a high level? Like so many of our USA masters do. Um, well, actually there is not necessarily funding to help the masters divers travel to the masters meet. It is self-funded. Um, but as far as nationals, um, we have two, USA Masters Nationals held each year. Um, and in fact, this coming year, we'll be celebrating our 50th anniversary of USA Masters Nationals. Um, and we will be in Columbus, Ohio for spring nationals um, from May 16th through the 19th. And as far as divers who are welcome, we welcome everybody. Nice. Um, whether it's USA divers, divers from around the world, international divers are completely welcome to come join us as well. It's basically one giant family. And we look forward to getting everybody together. As far as international meets, we have the World Aquatic Masters Championships. Um, we have Pan American Master Championships. And there's some other open competitions. Um, like there's one in Croatia that's held annually. Um, and there's some other ones that people are welcome to come and, and join and dive into. Um, as far as invitational meets as well, like club invitationals, we have been very fortunate that many clubs around the country offer a master's at, uh, division into their um, club invitational. And that is a wonderful opportunity to just give it a try. So it was something that's a little more local. All right. So weird question before I hit you with the next one. 
is yeah. it like is it frowned upon at all for like Andrew Capo Bianco to sign up and just like go clean up on everyone in the world? <laughs> like is that is that a thing? <laughs> not not at all. Um we've had Troy Dumay come and dive with oh, us. Oh that's cool. Um, that's awesome. Uh, we've had um uh, a diver from South Africa who competed in the last Olympics uh, came and dove at our master's meet. Um, it really is welcoming. And it's a wonderful opportunity for master's divers to also be able to get to meet these divers that have yeah. been basically their inspiration. And for these divers to also see how much fun diving can be. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, I feel like there's got to be at least one person that's like, crap troy showed up i'm not winning this meet <laughs> and he probably competed like back one and a half straight for nine <laughs> like, what the heck? um but now moving forward you know what are some of your favorite competitions and why have those been your favorites up to this point um of course i love our usa nationals those are basically just family reunions where we get to catch up with divers that maybe you haven't seen in a while and maybe um you're good friends with, but they live on the other side of the country. Um, I also personally, I love the international competitions. I get to see different places. Um, I get to meet divers from around the world who maybe have a different training methodology. It's always a great experience to be able to see how they live and train. Um, for me, some of my favorite international meets uh, have been in Sweden, um, in Hungary, uh, in Montreal. And then this past summer, I got to go dive in Japan. Cool. I'm, I'm picking up and I know Jerry done fairly well. Um, now meeting you, it just seems like this diving culture that we have as, you know, collegiate competitors or age group competitors, it seems like it's just like continued at your level at that master's level where everybody's cheering for everybody we're all excited to be in the same pool to share the same facility. And just like, it's, it's almost, it almost sounds like more of a social event, but also I know, I know better than that. I know there's a competition <laughs> side and we all are very competitive with it, but it's just cool that like our sport has such a tight knit community, whatever level you're at. Absolutely. Everybody is very supportive. Um, like for me, for example, um, this past summer at, um, USA Masters Summer Nationals. Um, I got to compete a new dive for the very first time. Um, I learned a 405C this past year on three meter. And so I competed it as a 46 year old. And I was so nervous to try it in competition. But basically, I got the biggest supportive, welcoming applause from everybody for just giving it a shot. That's cool. Good for you. That's not, that's, that's a tough one. I don't know that I would try that. <laughs> no, no way. Uh, anything that goes towards the board, like inwards and reverses, <laughs> I'm done. I, I, that ship has sailed. <laughs> um, so, so what about masters diving makes you so passionate? Basically, I'm a super competitive person, but I want to be in an environment where it is supportive. Um, and people are not going to be essentially cutthroat competition. Um, and diving really offers that. It allows a chance for you to get to meet different people and everybody to be cheering from one another, but yet still want to take part and share your passion for diving. Cool. All right. So now who are some of our USA top masters divers? I feel like a lot of people in our sport kind of do lose touch a little bit after college diving ends. They don't follow it as much. So just tell our listeners who are some of the top uh, masters divers in the U S. 
Well, we have some great younger divers. We have um, Chelsea Ale has recently returned back to master's diving. Logan Parasol has been diving um, and he's doing incredible stuff. Um, we have uh, Courtney Rudolph, who is out at Novato um, at Dive Lab. She does some really hard dives. Um, and then there's some older divers like uh, John Dininger, um, Pat Harrington. Uh, there's so many that I can't possibly name them all. But one of the most incredible things that we saw this past summer in Japan was that the USA men for 55 to 59 age group took the top seven spots. Whoa. Wow. The world. Wow. That's cool. So I, Logan, I love you. This is a joke. Unfortunately, <laughs> I know Logan. You can't you can't talk him up too much. His head gets too big. Just it's not that big of a deal. But so we we always ask this question to our current divers that we interview and our current coaches. So I'm going to put a twist on it for you. Mm-hmm. Who is our best male and our best female masters diver in the U.S.? You can only pick one. And you oh. and, and say, same thing we tell everybody. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to. Um. As I said, there are so many good divers and they're all good for different reasons. Yes. Um, But one of the ones that I find really inspirational is John Dininger. He is in his 70s and he still does 5132D. Wow. Oh my gosh. He's an animal. No way. I wouldn't do that now. I like like coaching. I'm sticking with that. I got in in and did six dives with my athletes the other day. My neck hurt in the morning. I'm like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Like, no. My neck is always the first thing that hurts too. You hit an entry, you think you can save it, and then you're like, oh, man. Although I I will say I did a a lineup. It was like the last thing I did was a front lineup pike. And uh, Luna, our one diver, we're like putting all the stuff away. She goes, you know – for how much heavier you are, you still get in the water really well. And I'm like, I was like, I was like, Luna, that was like one of the nicest fat jokes I've gotten in a while. <laughs> like, no, no, no. But like, really, like, you know, like, think about it. Like, you still did a really good entry and you're definitely not as in shape as you were when you used to. I'm like, I get it. All right. I'm fat. I get it, Luna. So, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Like my neck, everything just hurts. As for the females, that that would be like really nearly impossible to answer there is so many good females out there awesome so in what area do you think you've grown the most since beginning your diving journey oh (laughs) so when I first started diving I was definitely afraid of heights um I would sometimes get up on three meter and I would just look down and say yeah no that's not happening today (laughs) so it was like above one meter um was just horrible and then (laughs) Friends who have known me for quite a while will tell you I was a miserable synchro partner on platform because I wanted to go after one. I could not even count to three standing backwards. <laughs> but since then, I my three meter has gotten a lot better and my platform has also improved quite a bit that I actually do a couple dives very comfortably up in seven still to this day. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, okay, Aaron and I, over the last six to eight months, we've really tried to consider like, what do we want the diving pod to be? And we continue to come back to, we want to be a resource for the community that we're within. So how can we help make masters diving more known and continue to maybe help you in your role to grow the sport in masters diving? I I would just love for masters to be talked about in conjunction with juniors, 
with elite, with seniors, um, because it, it's all of the groups all together that makes USA diving what it is. Mm -hmm. Awesome. We can definitely do that. Yep. Um, my last one here before our signature questions is what do you want to be known for? Um, I hope that people think of me as being someone who's very supportive to absolutely everyone, whether it's a lessons diver who is trying to line up for the very first time, um, to a age group diver who is trying to get that senior list um, and trying some scary new dives, um, to a master's diver who I don't really know, but would like to uh, be able to compete with and just be supportive of everybody's journey because it's all different. Cool. Yeah, I love that. All right, we'll get into our signature questions now. We don't treat failure like it's a bad thing, more of an opportunity for growth. You're either winning or you're learning. So from that perspective, what would you say your favorite failure is or just your best opportunity for growth? Well, um, <laughs> this past summer in Japan, one meter was my very first event. Um, and normally I, I'm pretty comfortable with my one meter list. Uh, first dive went just a smidgen over. Second dive was pretty good. I was in the hunt for a medal. And then on my front twister, I got completely lost and failed the dive. Oh, no. <laughs> so I still had three dives left to compete. Um, but I was allowed, I allowed myself to walk away for a minute be upset about it, about what happened and about wondering how I could possibly make that mistake. But I had a very short brief window because there's only 15 people in the rotation to pull myself together. And mm. I still have three dives left in my list. So my next dive up was a voluntary, but it's one of my better voluntaries. Um, I went up and I did a back dive and I got seven and a half on it. And I came back with the last two dives after that. And I ended up, even with a failed dive, finishing fifth. That's awesome. Super cool. So that actually prompted another question in my head. Um, is there different requirements for your list based on your age? And is there like de degree of difficulty requirements? How does all of that work? So there is not degree of difficulty requirements, but there is different rules for international meets versus USA meets. Um, in USA meets, we compete both voluntary and optionals. Um, in under 40, everybody does uh, five vols, five ops, and you must cover out all categories um, on springboard. Um, and then you do three vols and three ops up on platform. Hmm. Um, as you get to be a little bit older, drives start dropping off. Like in the um, 40s, uh, for women, we do five balls and four ops mm -hmm. and it just like each 10 year increment it pretty much drops off um gotcha. there is not a minimum degree of difficulty um but there is of course our max on our balls mm -hmm. sure and then okay. internationally the rules uh are they just recently changed and women um and the younger age groups will be doing five dives no category requirements and men do six no category requirements huh yeah, that's cool. That's that seems like a good way to in, like include everybody, right? Even mm -hmm. as you get older, there your body is only capable of so much. I'm sure. <laughs> um. Okay. So my next signature question: What are you doing to improve? Um. As far as my diving. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um. I personally train way more than just about any master's diver that I know. 
Um, I do uh, practices five days a week, twice a day. Um, Holy and then cow. I, <laughs> and That's then a I lot. Also, it is a lot. Um, and then I also have an hour of conditioning every day as well. So I train with the um, the older age group divers and the senior divers at our club. Wow. That's... And, and, and where are you based out of? Um, I'm based out of North Carolina. I dive for Carolina Diving Academy. Oh, cool. Cool. Wow. That's, I'm like <laughs> blown away with how much you're training. That's super impressive. Uh, well, for me, so, I still want to improve and still learn new stuff. So I, I find that that's helpful for me. Yeah. Good for you. Wow. Um, so within the sport of diving, what's your why? I have always been a super competitive person. Um, I started gymnastics at three years old. Um, I trained several hours a day, every day growing up. Um, and then when I just transitioned out of gymnastics, I just started doing the same in diving. Um, and my family will tell you that I am much easier to be around if I'm just super busy. <laughs> Need a lot of irons in the fire. Absolutely. Good deal. So then this last, my last signature question comes from Katie from Pitt. What is your spirit animal? I absolutely love the water, um, whether it's the ocean, the pool, you name it. Um, I, so I'd have to say a dolphin. All right. All right, Heather, favorite drill. Okay. So this um, year, well, in recent years, I've been really trying to improve my technique um, on back and reverses, especially. Uh, and so during morning practices, often we start doing standing dives with our arms down um, for reverses. We can swing them up to uh, touch, but we basically are not able to do an arm swing so that we have to separate all the actions with the takeoff. Um, and then the, re the reverses at our pool is an affectionately named for uh, one of the junior divers on our team. <laughs> all right. Best advice given or received? Um, hmm. So I would say that you cannot be perfect all the time. And that when mm. something goes wrong, you can be upset that it happened, but you have to put it behind you because you can't change the past and you can only control what you do going forward. Super true. Who would you like to hear us interview next? I think it would be really interesting to hear somebody who is a diver that became a coach or a diver who is few years removed from training elite level training um, and what they wish they knew as a younger diver. Just writing that down. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then what question are we not asking that we should be? Oh, <laughs> there is uh so many different things that I would love to know about people. Um, but hmm, maybe what sport do you hate to watch on TV? Oh, there you go. <laughs> what sport do you hate to watch? So nothing annoys me more than when uh, Magic the Gathering or poker all of a sudden shows up at ESPN and gets <laughs> way more uh, coverage than like, say, diving or gymnastics. Fair enough. Heath, Fair Heath enough. what about you? You got to answer it now. Oh, okay. Least favorite sport to watch. Baseball. I hate watching baseball on TV. Really? Yeah, okay. I, I can go in, in, in person to a game on TV. It's But I know they just changed it to try to speed the up the tempo. 
The pitch clock is better. It makes it All better. Right. But I, I don't I don't watch a lot of baseball. <laughs> so what's your answer, Rooney? My mine is for sure soccer. I I, I, I know it's the most popular sport in the world. It's just not my thing, man. I not my how thing. about how about which sport do you wish you watched more on TV? Mine would be rugby. Oh, really? that's interesting. I had yes. siblings that played rugby growing up. Wow. Which one do I wish I would? I mean, the obvious one is diving. Curl- it's, not curling. it's not on very often. <laughs> I watch a lot of curling. I'm from Minnesota, man. We, it's like, it's like our thing. Curling and hockey in the winter. There's nothing else to do. Hey, but you know what? Maybe there is a little bit of hope right now because it seems as though ESPN is starting to push more collegiate sports. I saw um, the Iowa-Iowa State wrestling dual match will be uh, on the main ESPN. So maybe there's going to start to be traction for a little bit more college sports, which would be awesome. But um, enough rambling from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, just for our listeners, um, we do know that for whatever reason, we are not sure the reason, Spotify tends to post the episode a little bit later than all of the other platforms. So we are aware of that. We just kind of keep checking it. It seems to post within 24 hours, some days faster, some days slower. So we are aware of that. We're trying to figure out why it's taking a little bit of time. Um, but um, in the meantime, Heather, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Um, stay in touch with us, please, and let us know how we can best help promote Masters Diving whenever things need to be promoted. Um, and we're happy to do that. But thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, good. And if you're uh, if you're out there listening, hit us up on Instagram. We are at the diving pod, and our email is thedivingpod at gmail.com. Um, again, another shout out to one of our other sponsors, Cowing Robards. That's my family's business. We do t-shirt sales, screen printing, and embroidery online stores for your team. Um, whatever you might need, just let me know. Um, if you'd like an example of an online store, ours is divingpod.itemorder.com. Just enter divepod at checkout if you want to get anything that gets you free shipping. There's t-shirts, hoodies, hats, kind of all the essentials. So Heather, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and we are looking forward to just continuing with our role and promoting the sport of diving and uh, giving an extra mention to those incredible masters divers. So thanks again. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time.